You are listening to the Quest for 100, a discussion on everything you never knew you wanted to know. And now your hosts, Justin and Brian. Welcome back to the Quest, the Quest for 100. As always, I'm your host, Brian, joined by my partner in crime, Justin. Hello, hello. Justin, how's it going? You know, Brian, it is going great. I have a beer and a board game in front of me, so that's pretty much as good as it gets. Uh, okay. Yeah. If well, that's if that's what takes to it makes be, me happy. Uh, okay, and well, a po- podcast mic in front of you. And a podcast face. mic. I'm talking to our fans. This is this is the best of all worlds. Well, you talk about this board game. What is this board game that we have in front of us? Justin. Well, this is the game called Monopoly. and uh, Real estate trading game? Yes, yes, of course. Uh, so we are really excited. We have, in this special episode, well, how long did it take for me to say that? Yeah. We're going we're gonna to be talking about the, the history, the stats behind Monopoly. We'll have some fun debates. And I'm excited. We're, we're going to play this as we go. There's zero chance we finish this game by the end of this podcast. For sure. Um, For sure. But, Unless somebody makes a mistake. Well, sure, sure. Which we might be distracted, yeah. so it might happen. But uh, we're going to play. Uh, so you might hear some dice roll here and there. We might hear some uh, frustrations coming from Brian when I steal his properties. But other than that, uh, we're going we're gonna to teach you some Monopoly stuff. Should we start with a, a, a light friendship test with uh, what... You know what? Peace. We should, and I'm going to give you first choice. Ooh, ooh! It, it's a little, it's a little nerve wracking, but uh, I'm going to give oh. you first choice here. I am going to go with. Oh, the battleship's not there. The the, the battleship's kind of my go to. Oh, I didn't even know there was a battleship. I'll I'll go with the race car. Ah, oh, darn it! Okay, uh, you really put me on the spot here. I'm going to go with the top hat. All right. All right, you can go first since I uh, I selected okay. first. Perfect. As we as Justin goes, uh, I'll just kind of update you on what I've been doing since last time we are recording on the weekend again. Oh my goodness, double fives, double fives to start it off. He's on a roll. But I uh, went on a boat this weekend. Oh, a boat. Yeah, and um, so a friend rented a boat. Um, that was horrible counting by your part. You should not be allowed to play anymore. Ah, oh, crap. There's five, five, sorry. five on the, the card. Okay. Continue. Yeah. I'm buying Pennsylvania Railroad. Okay. And so I went on a boat. I didn't realize that you could just, just straight up rent a boat on Lake Washington and people rent you boats. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, what well, it it's pretty inexpensive. It's actually kind of fun yeah. if you go with like a group of people. It can yeah. be pretty in you know twenty thirty bucks a person. Yeah, so. it wasn't too bad. So that's what I did. Um, what about you, Justin? So for me, I uh, and I'm realizing right now we, we oh, didn't, yeah we didn't we didn't hand out money. So if whoops. you can figure out while I'm talking, figure out how much money we're supposed to get. So for me, actually, busy, busy weekend, uh, but yesterday I went out with a friend and we went yard sailing, which is one of my passions, and we actually uh, went around and uh, I spent 10 bucks. I got some football cards, I got some, I got a golf cart, and uh, it got uh, what we are playing right now, which is Monopoly. I bought it for two bucks with a package deal with some other stuff. But uh, but yeah, so I actually 
Uh, I told Brian that uh, our for this podcast, I had a special version of Monopoly, and I was going to bring that, and I, I honestly did, and I did bring it. So uh, two years ago, I, when uh, my wife and I moved out here, and we're really big into board games, and we went out yard sailing together, and I was like, oh, I, my wife doesn't love Monopoly, but I was like, oh, I'll, I want to have it in my my arsenal of games. So we got, I got really excited when I saw Monopoly, and so I bought it, and then uh, it took about a year to actually open it up and say, all right, let's play. And then we realized we bought the Spanish version of Monopoly. That's amazing. Yeah, so uh, I can't read anything. Yeah, because you, you don't see it on – I mean, it, it has a little sticker that says, you know, in Espanol. Yep, Edición Española. Yeah. Yeah, and but none of the words are yeah. like – actual box yeah. has it and then you open it up and everything everything the board the cards everything um so yeah uh we ended up not playing the game that day uh because it was already enough to get my wife to say yes to play um and then we found out it's in spanish which we neither of us can read at all so uh so yeah but anyway we bought an english version this weekend and we are uh for, for how, much? how much how uh, much two dollars two dollars did you know did you i mean we're just gonna throw a little bit of dropping knowledge in <laughs> here not? the whole time Why not? but uh that's what it was originally worth back in 1935 two dollars really yeah oh that's cost. perfect yeah oh it's like it went back in time yeah so and you know we we gave out a total of one thousand five hundred dollars and I realized as I was giving it out, this is part of the dropping knowledge as well, but I was giving it out based off of the newer editions, the post-2008 editions, um, in terms of the breakdown of, of you know what denominations you got. So we'll see how this goes. I don't think it should affect the actual game. I think it it just basically gives you more 100s, which makes more sense because you spend... You know, for the most part, you're going to spend a hundred dollars on yeah. a on piece of property. Yeah. So, you know, as you take care of buying your Pennsylvania Railroad, I don't know if you actually paid for I it did. yet. Yep, I okay. just threw that in there. Okay, well, yeah, we're going to have to keep each other honest here. But um, you know, with our fans, we did have a since last time, our our listener Maureen. Oh boy! Okay. Oh boy! So we're gonna Jeez. have to jump down. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me finish with Maureen. Yes. Guess what? Um, so Maureen uh, said she listened to the uh, the M and M's episode and that mint M and M's are her favorite. She she listened to the episode while on her porch. Oh yeah. So uh, was she enjoying M and M's while we talked about it? She didn't say that in her comment. Okay. She just said M and M's are her favorite. Oh good. So or yeah. mint. Yeah. Um, then we also had our first iTunes review, which apparently you you have a little inside joke for. Well, it's and no one was, is going to get it on the podcast, but uh, someone, one of uh, my friends, I believe, rated us good, not great, uh, which is yes. a joke that we always say um, in our group of friends when something is you know pretty good, but you don't want to say that it's great, so it's like good, not great. So I don't know. It's it somehow became a joke and now everything is good not great so it's actually a uh, compliment i would say to our podcast okay all right yeah well so the issue that we have to take care of which yeah. again was a, a another friendship test that we yeah. had yeah well i guess we don't have to take care of it because there was nothing that was contributed to it, but you landed on the uh, free parking 
So here, here's the debate here. So I just landed on free parking. And the way I play is that when you lose money to the uh, bank by community chest or by chance, it goes into... Or by the, uh, luxury tax. Or luxury tax. Or goes into tax. the pot, if yep. you would. goes yep. into the middle. Yep. And if you land on free parking, you get that. Yep. Now, also part of that rule, and the reason why I put that down there... Uh, I put a 50 down, so you always start with something. Yep. So, okay, so you're good with that. So if I land on there, I can take this yep. 50. And then 50. And then 50 goes back in. Okay, good. We can be friends this early in the podcast. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. And th- that's something we'll get into, but th- there's a lot of house rules mm-hmm. that that have kind of been generated from this game because there's slight tweaks that you can make to the game to make it a little bit more interesting and last longer potentially yep so um why don't we why don't we jump into our news you're a newsman i ever tell you otherwise punch me in the face all right so for my news what i found was that a marysville woman uh won thirty thousand dollars from the safeway monopoly game is that right so a lot of grocery stores around the country come together to distribute uh, Monopoly board pieces that end up giving up giving away potentially up to $250 million in cash and prizes. Yep. And at this point, it sounds like this year um, all of these grocery stores uh, for us here locally in, in the Seattle area, it's either Safeway or Albertsons. Right. It uh, varies all throughout the country because there's a lot of different you know grocery stores that, that do this. But uh, they've given away almost two hundred million dollars this year, of that potential two hundred fifty million. So there's now a mobile app component to this sweepstakes or giveaway, and that kind of adds to the the options of winning. And so Mary Beth Spence won her prize through the app after scanning one of her game pieces. She was notified through the app that she won, and initially she was like, "Yeah, I don't know if I like yeah. that can't be real." Yep. But uh, a few minutes later, she was called by the prize office and, you know, was told that she actually won the oh, money. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, that- so again, she's from Marysville, which is just kind of north of Seattle, mm-hmm. this area. Yeah. Couldn't find anybody else who had won anything major in our area. Uh, a Kristen A., and that's all I could find on her, she won the million-dollar prize this year. She won it from Shaw's Grocery, which is Upper Northeast, so okay. Maine, um, Massachusetts, yep. uh, Delaware, all of that area up there. But other than that, I couldn't find any information on her. Last year, a shopper from uh, Honolulu, Hawaii, won the million dollars. Wow. So I think from what I was reading, there's actually three possibilities or three chances to win the, the million dollars. So that's pretty good that they're actually giving it away each year yeah. out of a, you know, only three yeah. possible. Without knowing the actual numbers, I would not be shocked. I mean, there, there has to be uh, the a- additional advertising that they get um, from marking certain items as uh, Monopoly. You get extra tokens. I, as a uh, thrifty consumer, also buy it. And I'm a, I enjoy marketing. I'm a marketer. And I see this, and I still buy into it. I'm like, oh, I can get two extra. So I play this game as well, and I don't understand why I buy into it so much because uh, the last couple of years, I've every time I'm checking out, I'm getting all the the little tickets I can get or game pieces I can get, 
and I started doing the mobile app, as you said, the last two years, which has made life a lot easier. But they still make these things. I mean, it takes it's a process. It's work. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's work. It's, I, I um, I've done it a few times, and yeah. it's definitely work. And I don't I I didn't do it at all this year. I I got the pieces and then like took them home and had them pile up, and then it was like. That's eh, not yeah. worth. Well, the that's. Work. I waited until the very last minute, and then I had a huge stack. Then I went through. It took me a couple hours. I would say about two hours to get through all of them. Yeah, and I didn't win anything. I mean, I won like little things yeah. or like what. And I got, you know, when uh, my wife and I went to the grocery store after it was done, I was going around with my coupons, <laughs> like, okay, I get a free bagel, I get a free can of peas, I got, you know, I, what am I going to do with that stuff? But I still like free things, so. I play. I, I I enjoy it, I guess, but I think I might be done. It's it's too much. It's I guess I do. I probably still have some movies, free movies from la, uh, last year's version of it. You're just you're just cleaning up on these uh, railroads be, over here. Be oh. So uh, what what's your news, Justin? As you buy the so, B and O. So my news uh, is actually that. There is a movie that is getting made, um, TBD name, but uh, they're calling it just the Monopoly movie. Um, and the news is that, uh, and this is as of you know the last couple of months, that Kevin Hart is in final negotiations to star in this movie. Um, so a lot of the news articles, this has been coming up over the last uh, couple years, and it's yeah, actually it, been in the works the last decade. Yeah, that's what I'd, I'd seen in the, the history research that I was doing, is mm-hmm. that this has been quite the... Yeah, I'm I'm curious what, what the holdup is. Maybe it's just finding the right star or whatever. Uh, apparently Ridley Scott was once... Uh, the producer tied to it and he i guess backed out and so they're I, they maybe they're still looking for a new producer i don't know but i don't know about you but i enjoy kevin hart as a, as a comedian and i think him it, being in a silly movie like this i'm guessing it would be silly because it's monopoly i would go see that i i, I think it would be entertaining yeah it would be it would be kind of interesting to have it almost as a live action uh yeah you know yep. re i don't know how you would I, I just keep thinking of Harry Potter when he goes and plays the chessboard. Like you would be, you know, moving around these um, fictitious streets and have to, um, you know, I don't know, buy property and rent yeah. from people that didn't, you know, weren't very cordial and all of that sure. kind of stuff. You know, maybe maybe one time you go to one place and it's it's got nothing on it, and then. All of a sudden, it's got this huge high-rise complex on it that's a hotel and a wrench jacked up yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to exactly do it, but I, uh, if they get the right cast... I mean, heck, look at Jumanji. And, um, I mean, I I enjoy... I don't know if you saw Jumanji with the remake with Kevin Hart and The Rock. Uh, not the it. most recent one. Um, the I original. Was, yeah. I thought it was actually pretty funny um, with that with the characters of it. So... Anyway, that was the news, is that that is happening, and uh, yeah. All right, let's drop some knowledge as I go to jail. Ha! So the history of Monopoly can be traced back to 1903, uh, when Lizzie Maggie created a game intended as an educational tool to illustrate the negative aspects of 
of concentrating land in private monopolies. Mm-hmm. Her game was called The Landlord's Game. And it first began publishing in 1906. And there was two sets of rules with this game. There was an anti-monopolist set which rewarded all when wealth was created, which sounds really boring. Yeah, yeah. And then there was the monopolist set where the goal was to create monopolies and crush your opponents, which everybody wants to do. Man, we are rolling some good good numbers here. So let that luxury tax go into the middle, Mr. Justin. Uh, in 1932, Charles Darrow, a Philly prospect. Oh. A resident, not prospect. Yeah. I'm thinking sports. But <laughs> from Philly, uh, he, intru- he was introduced to the Landlord's Game, and he kind of stole the idea. And so he's credited with starting the Monopoly game. Yeah. Where... It was really the uh, Lizzie who was kind of the original idea, and, and the board's almost the exact same. Almost everything's the exact same, um, and uh, the the individuals who actually introduced Charles to the game, you know, didn't talk to him anymore after he stole this game and started producing it. Yeah. So uh, one thing, real quick. So I remember hearing, and you you alluded to this, but she essentially. When what was it, Lizzie? Yeah. When she created the game, it was to to really talk about how monopolies are terrible, yep. and so she wanted people to play by the other rules. But it, in fact, people just had more fun beating up on their you know friends when they play a board game. Yeah, and so monopoly the the true monopoly rules were started to be created, uh, which is pretty cool. So as I said earlier, the original version sold for about two dollars. In 1934, the Parker brothers, who were well-known board makers, bought the rights to the game uh, following a very successful Christmas sales season from Darrow, Darrow and his company. Obviously, they paid the rights to Darrow, but then they didn't realize that uh, Lizzie had rights to it as well. And so they paid her about $500 for her... A whole $500 for creating the idea. Like the $500 that we have here... <laughs> in our hands for for the game and so the parker brothers at that time redesigned the game and utilized atlantic city new jersey as the inspiration for these spaces okay i don't know if you knew that i did know that because being from the east coast uh atlantic city was uh my most frequented uh beach that we would go to not necessarily atlantic city sorry the the uh, the shore as we called it there could be a number of different beaches uh, we frequented a beach called sea isle um which was maybe like 30 minutes ish um away from atlantic city but atlantic city was where the casinos were and 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 where the big boardwalk was so i, yeah. I i'm familiar with a lot of these seats or these uh streets streets um and it's kind of fun that growing up i was kind of near there yeah so in the 1940s the Parker Brothers started licensing outside of the United States and in particular to Wadingtons in the UK and they were a board making company in the UK they started to make a version in World War II that kind of interesting they started to produce this version that contained compasses, maps and hidden information for um, POWs so the United States and UK would set up these 
um, kind of fake charity organizations mm-hmm. in Germany that would assist the POWs and they would provide them with this board game and it contained these maps and um, compasses to help them attempt to escape. Huh. Yeah. In uh, 1987, we saw our first Monopoly promotion with McDonald's, the well-known... Oh, wow, that far back. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I... I, uh, That was one of my favorite Monopoly things to do. As, you know, we talked about in a previous podcast with the Beanie Babies and going to uh, getting the teeny Beanie Babies from McDonald's. I feel not. I don't know if I frequented McDonald's all that much, except for for Monopoly and for Beanie Babies. So. I was gonna say that the Monopoly seemed right up your alley with yeah. the oh uh, for sure. McDonald's. Loved it, loved it. In 1991, Hasbro acquired the Parker Brothers, and prior to that, Parker Brothers had just published a regular and a deluxe version, and then moving forward, um, you know, in, in the mid 1990s. Hasbro started uh, licensing other versions. They began with uh, a San Diego edition. Um, was the first that was the first variation? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, other than the obviously the the first variation in the U.S. because Wadington has been had been they translated theirs into London yeah. um, landmarks right. and streets um, immediately. But for from the U.S. standpoint. Um, it was San Diego. Cool. In 2003, uh, Hasbro held a national tournament on a chartered train from Chicago to Atlantic City, which I found very interesting. So they'd been holding um, these world championship or, or tournaments since the 1970s, and actually Lee Baird um, from the U.S. was the first person to to be the world champion in Monopoly, which oh. I don't know how you have a I mean skill set necessarily. There we'll get into a little bit of it, but there is an insane amount of strategy tied to um tied to Monopoly and I could very very easily see people mastering it. Um there's certainly luck tied to it as well, but there's there's a lot of strategy. So in 19, or excuse me, we were always all, all the way to the 2000s. In the 2005, we saw a major update with Monopoly Here and Now, which really updated a lot of the new spaces and mm-hmm. um, to newer equivalents, uh, specifically thinking about the income tax and the luxury tax. We saw some credit card debt and other version, you know, other credit types of things. Um, and then all of the spaces became U.S., uh, monuments uh, mm-hmm. or iconic locations in the United States. Okay. We also saw late in the in the 2000s we saw a speed die added which allowed the game to be played faster. Oh. Interesting. Do you know what that entailed? The, the actual speed, speed die? Yeah, what is it? So the speed die had it had a few numbers on it but then it also had like go to jail, some of the oh. action items um, on the actual die too. Cool. Yeah. In 2014, we we talked about this, but the the House Rules Edition was added following an online polling of the top House rules in, um, that people had kind of made up. And so one of those being the uh, adding of money to the middle of the board for free parking. Right. Um, there's, there's a number of other 
house rules. You know, sometimes people play where you get $200 if you land on go, all of those type of things. Um, $400. $400, yeah. so, sorry, when you land on it. Yep. And then most recently in 2018, Monopoly started working with a, a company or a, I guess, a builder in Kuala Lumpur. And they've built the Monopoly Mansion in, this is a 20-story hotel um, that's part of a 27-story building. But uh, it's apparently kind of a Great Gatsby-style 1920s, um, you know, motif to the hotel all around Monopoly. Where Where is this again? Kuala Lumpur. I don't know where that is, but I want to go there. That's my reaction, uh, facial reaction I was giving you, Brian. Malaysia. Malaysia, okay. Um, that seems awesome. Uh, that If there is a themed hotel that is, you know, Monopoly-focused. Yeah. Um, so real quick, over the, the board. So we have 40 spaces in the board, and I believe it's your turn, by the way. Um, oh, okay. Uh, there's 28 properties, 22 streets, 4 railroads, 2 utilities, 3 chance spaces, 3 community chest spaces, a luxury tax, income tax, and the corner spaces of go uh, jail, just visiting, free parking, and go to jail. Illinois Street, the actual Illinois Street in Atlantic City is no longer there. It is now Martin Luther King Boulevard, uh, which was renamed in the 1980s. St. Charles Place actually no longer exists at all. And then interestingly, Marvin Gardens is actually misspelled because it is uh, Marvin with a E. Oh, interesting. I wonder if it was misspelled from day one. It was misspelled oh, from day one. Great. Yeah. Um, the short line railroad refers to the streetcar that served Atlantic City, and the B&O railroad does not actually serve Atlantic City. Huh. Yeah. So there's 32 total chance and community chess cards. Correct. 16 community chess, 16 chance mm-hmm. cards. Of the community chess cards, 10 give players money. Of the chance cards, uh, 10 move players to another space. The um, You obviously have de- deeds, which signify ownership of properties, give you the price, mortgage, uh, building houses and various rents and all that kind of stuff. We've got our two die, six-sided die that we're rolling. Um, there's all this money. We talked about this standard game included... Or you started with $1,500. There is $15,140 in the original version for the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, which And then there is $20,580 in the new updated version since 2008. Yep. And it's interesting because uh, based off of the old original version and how you broke down the money, there um, if you played with all eight players, which is what you're supposed to play with all of those players wouldn't get the right amount of money in the denominations that they were supposed to you know i've never played monopoly with that many players and now i'm looking at these game pieces i'm like wow i guess you could totally play with that many but i i imagine it being chaotic with eight people and every little property that you get is worth something and if you get a monopoly like if you get three of the same color you could 
dominate yeah, it's gonna, in an eight player game. It's gonna last a long time. Yeah. I'm curious if when someone is like a world professional of Monopoly, if they play one V one or if they're No, they started with eight. eight. Oh, they, they play with eight. They started with eight. That's awesome. That makes it so much better to me. Yeah. Cause, I mean we're playing one V one, which is I I don't think I've ever I have. I've played one V one, but Typically, I usually play with like four. is is pretty classic. The last note I have is that uh, there was ten original tokens, and so we had the battleship, the boot, the cannon, the iron, the lantern, the purse, race car, uh, rocking horse, thimble, and top hat. And we've kind of seen an evolution. Um, some of these have come and gone, and now I believe on the uh, most recent version, there's like a T Rex, there's a cat. There's uh, yeah. some other... Yeah, so it's uh, it's kind of cool. I was going to make a comment about this. So when I was buying the $2 version uh, of Monopoly, there was another version that I could have also bought, which was the Millennium version, which is a pretty uh, classic, if you would. I know my family used to have that one. But I was looking at the game pieces, and I remember in particular one of them was a uh, flip phone, uh, <laughs> which looked so crazy cool at the time, I'm sure, but now looks like an old, old thing. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Well, it's like even this the iron that we have here. The uh, the I thought it was updated from the kind of original iron. I thought it was actually like a. You thought this iron is updated? It, that it, we're looking at right now from from no, this but, the mean, 1979 like, version. Yeah, I, I was I was gonna say I, I thought even more recently it has looked more like like your traditional iron sure. as of you know the you plug into the wall type of iron not this looks like you'd heat it up from the stove or like the fireplace maybe i don't know how they used to actually iron clothes but oh i don't know maybe that could be it well i think it's about time to jump into some stats on monopoly so monopoly remains the most popular game of all time with over 275 million sets sold in 114 countries and 47 languages. That's a lot. That is a lot. Um, it's a and, lot of languages, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, this it's been around forever, so that that's a big indicator of that. But but the popularity, especially when it first started, and and I would say, I would say it's definitely down in popularity in the last you know five ish years, five to ten years. But before then, I think this was like the staple game. That, that most people played so there has been over i was very curious to look into this one but there's been over 300 licensed versions of monopoly game developed and themed with topics such as sports teams we talked about um, some of the different versions we have heck we have a, a spanish version uh, brian has brought in a golf edition uh, which we are not playing but we're we're admiring from afar not shocking that it's a golf version for me. Yeah, not not shocking by character uh, at all. Now, one of the interesting things with that in particular is that is the licensed versions according to this is according to Monopoly's wiki, which you know is pretty reliable f- source. But there's over a thousand total versions produced. Yeah, um, because Opoly is like a you can kind of create your own, and there's mm-hmm. like more polished versions of those things but you know chicagoopoly you know whatever can be created and is created and um so there's so many different versions if you go and look wazooopoly yeah right um so uh, uh, state collegeopoly yeah 
there I know there I'm sure there is I haven't played it but I don't doubt that there is so it's just kind of a never-ending set of versions for it so it's uh interesting that that so many have have done that I gotta say I'm surprised at how well we are talking while we are actually playing this game uh I am very surprised especially myself because I am a terrible multitasker so doing this is uh scary uh to say the least but but here we go um so the uh, so Hashbro, you mentioned that a standard game comes with twenty thousand five hundred and eighty dollars uh, total in the game. Hashbro prints thirty billion in Monopoly money each year. Wow! Um, and uh, that's well more than three trillion that has been printed since nineteen thirty-five. Which uh, I I did a note I did in the history. Um, kind of leave out that at some point they switched over from well in 2008 actually not at some point 2008 they switched over from the dollar sign to a m more iconic huh. m sign um on their their yeah, denomination that's pretty cool i didn't realize that i mean it makes sense to start that way if you're starting um but yeah now you just kind of there's no symbols i thought there, there well like been. if you look at the the oh okay prices, yeah 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 there's no symbols on the denomination, no the denomination because I'm guessing they couldn't put a dollar yeah. sign on it legally, yep, I would think, that. but I don't know. Yeah. So uh, as a passionate yard sailor as I am, uh, I was curious at um, if you could find an original version of Monopoly, what would that go for? And unfortunately, not that much. Um, so a 1935 edition in decent condition uh, sold in 2003 for $76. So not great if you're looking... I mean, you're not. I'm sure there's not many collectors of stuff like that, but uh, I would like to buy that States Avenue, by the way. But yeah, so the 1937 edition with the wooden pawns uh, sold around the same time for about $61. So uh, there are exceptions to this, so to these low prices. So they're... There are some truly rare games. So among those are the original 1935 Monopoly game uh, that included either the year 1933 on the board or patent pending on the box, which is pretty unique. Uh, and those boxes can be sold for, for rent. Rent. Sorry. That's, uh, our, that's our first rent <laughs> of the game. That's our first rent. BL Railroad. I own three railroads. So you own th- $100. Yeah, so uh, they can bring in from anywhere from three hundred to nine hundred dollars, uh, depending on the rarity of it. Uh, but pretty cool. So I, I alluded to this uh, strategy aspect, um, and I'm going to buy Indiana Ave. Uh, but I'm going to read this while I go. This is a true test because now I'm talking prominently and uh, trying to multitask. So there's a lot of strategy tied to this. You're getting so, close on money. You, uh, I'm okay. Don't worry about it, Brian. So on a given turn, a player lands on an average of 1.25 spaces. The average net... Wait. So is that saying that basically 25% of the time you are rolling doubles? Kind of. So, oh, plus community chests and, yep, chan- and yep. moving. All of those plus the you might go roll to three jail. times, they go to jet. Like, there's so the Got you it. know, it ends up being about 1.25. Uh, 
the average net income a player gets from one round of play, so one full circle, is uh, $170. Now, that's obviously varies from when you're playing in the game. If there's properties, like Brian just gave me uh, $100, um, as you pass go, I'll get $200. So typically you're actually spending, it looks like you're spending about $30. Now, this is where, again, that strategy comes into play where if you are um, – Brian, are you stealing my money or are you paying for that property? I'm trying to speed this game oh, up so okay. we can get somewhere close to the end. Oh, yeah, We're already 40 minutes in. Oh, my gosh. It's not going to happen. Anyway, so as you can see, you're basically spending $30 every time. So this is something that is a common strategy where knowing some of these numbers and, and uh, statistics – will allow you to say, okay, should I stay in jail or should I jump out of jail? I um, want you to know you would not have had enough money if I hadn't just paid you. Perfect. Well, I'm just fine, Brian. Uh, the probability that you will roll out of jail is 42%. Um, so Brian has already visited our jail um, once in this game, and uh, I have yet to. But and I, I paid my way myself. out because I didn't want. He did to. roll once. You did, did roll. I once. did roll once. But I. But playing playing against one other person, I can't allow, allow him to start to buy up yep. other properties. So yeah. So uh, and I, and uh, so just so everybody knows, I'm just landed on Pacific Avenue. We are both down to about uh, you're at like. <sighs> Wow, I'm thirty thirty five dollars of cash. I'm at about sixty eight uh, seventy dollars of cash, and so nobody can buy Pacific Avenue right now. Yeah, um, and we are in for some trouble if we go to jail or um, have to pay rent anywhere. Yeah, but uh, this this is where uh, again another big strategy piece that I've never really thought about. But the top five spaces that people land on. Uh, and there's a number of factors this that I'll get yep. to is jail, yep, Illinois Ave, okay, mm New York Ave, New York Ave, which is uh, Orange. Oh, okay. Go, okay, and B and O Railroad. Now, uh, as you as you degree. probably guess, uh, so the highest statistical chance that you will roll a number is seven because of the the two dice here mm -hmm. and the combinations so because of seven if you go six and like sixes and um and eight are the next co most common and so community chess is pretty common which will push you around potentially to somewhere else and then some of these other spots if you get a six uh you might land on that yeah plus um some of these other spots uh around the bend so uh and then hey, real quick yep. real quick because because i landed on pacific ave and and neither of us could buy it and you're about to head to jail, just so you know. I don't know that you noticed that, what? but see ya. No, because you're not even going to be able to pay your sit, pay your way out of there. Darn it! I knew I just jinxed myself. Let, let's uh, real quick because uh, since I had just landed on Pacific Avenue and couldn't buy the the Correct. property, uh, how do you play the house rule? What's your house rule of somebody lands on it, either decides not to buy a property or cannot buy a property? How does it then get sold? Does it just go straight back to the bank and it's not open for auction? Do you allow an auction? Uh, how do you like so, to play? Uh, the way that I have played is that you must purchase that property or else it just sits there uh, until you until someone lands on it and has the money to pay for it. The auction strategy I've never heard of, but I'm intrigued by it. Yeah, so that's how, that's how I've played is, is 
uh, once it it you land on a place, it it um, cannot be bought by the person. Goes up for auction. Typically, I mean, it, it literally starts at you know ten dollars, yeah, and then goes to however much somebody's like, willing to play I, pay for it. I kind of like that aspect of it. Yeah. So, like for instance, I if we would have actually played that way, uh, I could have potentially bought it for. Sixty dollars, or you know, sure. Outbid Basically, you. I didn't have enough money yeah. for that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So the last piece of strategy that I'll share, and then we can jump into our friendship test here, is is that the best investment in the game is to buy three houses on an orange block. That's one that is tied to. Uh, I can't collect rent because I'm in jail. Um, <laughs> darn it. Uh, so. There's a couple factors to this. So, one, the statistical likelihood that you'll land on one of those orange spaces. Yep. That is also tied to the fact you return on investment. So, if you are, you know, if you build a hotel, it may take a long time to actually gain back the investment. Whereas, if you buy three houses, the likelihood that you will re- get return on investment is actually pretty great. Mm-hmm. And and they recommend building them all at the same time. So, don't do one, two, three, one, two, three. Now. I don't know how you've played. What what if I remember correctly? My house rules. I don't know if they were house rules or actual rules. Is that you have to build if you have a monopoly of three three the same. You have to build one 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 two two two. Like you can't just say I'm going to build three houses on Correct. Pennsylvania Ave. Correct. That's I actually the least, rule. Okay, that is that's the rule. A, okay. That's actually the rule. So you you have to you can be uneven in terms of like one has three and the other has two. Sure. But but you can't just build all three at once and and on one property and not have any on the other so Mm -hmm. um go ahead go ahead and roll see let's see if you're gonna get out of jail all right so in jail this is another rule clarification could i put uh, a property up for mortgage yeah okay so i'm going to actually put a property up i'm gonna put connecticut ave if you you couldn't then you wouldn't be able to get out of jail uh after three turns i guess after three turns you still still have to pay pay the 50 dollars. yeah i'm gonna put this up anyway uh, I'm going to go out of jail immediately, and I am going to get myself uh, $10. Okay, so I guess it's your turn. Wait, oh, I guess you, I'm you, out and I'm rolling. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So your community chest. We are not going to get anywhere no, close to the end of all. this game. But guess what, guys? I inherited $100. I needed that. Yeah, um, we both, we both need money bad. Um, so yeah, so that is the end of my stats and sales and strategies and all of that. So I think it's a great time for us to jump into a little bit of a friendship test. You must be the Monopoly guy. Ooh, what is that from? Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Oh. I think it's when nature calls. Okay. Um, yeah. So my first question for you, Brian, and and I don't know if I know the answer, but the only Monopoly game you own is the Goff Edition. Are you a Monopoly traditionist, traditionalist, traditionalist? That's the right word. Um, where you play, you know, just the classic version, or do you not mind, you know, the changes and variations that that are out? Well, I mean, I'd say the Golf Edition is fairly similar to the traditional version, just with new uh, or different names i'm okay. not big on some of the other you know crazy version you know board inside of the board games yep 
Um, you know, I think I read online that there was one that was actually like a billboard that you built upwards um, and tried to fill up your billboard. Where'd you land? Oh, Atlantic. Yeah. Oh, I still can't buy it. Um, you know, I, I, I would say, you know, in some fashion, I'm, I'm the traditionalist. I do play, or I guess I dabble on the actual Monopoly app on my oh, okay. phone. Uh, yeah. it's it's kind of a good Is it a like pass. an actual game? Like yeah. you actually Yeah, it's like you actually mobile. play it. Okay. Yeah. And that's actually one of the first times I learned about the uh auction idea. Oh. Because that's how it happens there. in that game. You you everything goes up for auction and I yeah. always love the strategy behind Go oh directly to jail, Brian. It's twice. Yeah. Um Interesting. So, so my perspective is to uh, for for a traditionalist. I consider I wouldn't I would call myself a traditionalist, but I don't like playing any other version of of Monopoly. I I just don't. You know, it's cool to look at other versions. Like you have the golf machine. It's like cool. Like those are really prominent golf like locations, like Pebble Beach and Pinehurst, and that's really cool. But at the end of the day, I don't want you to change the names of my places i mean it's always going to be park place and boardwalk it's you know it's i don't know i just don't Uh, really like it not that hardcore the colors are the same that's really all that matters so uh i'm i'm going to pass because i can't afford that (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say i'm gonna pass because i didn't want it but i actually can't afford it at all anyway so Uh, so when you when you we talked about this earlier as part of one of the house rules uh if you land on go do you get four hundred dollars or are you somebody who just gives still the two hundred dollars uh this is a definite four hundred dollars for me i am always doing um you can't buy that because i own it brian do you not want me to pay rent on it oh rent sorry i thought you were gonna try to uh rent is twelve dollars please um, and I don't have change, so you have to pay me exact. <laughs> Some landlord you are. <laughs> I do have a couple dollars change if you need it. But, yeah, so I, I definitely do that. Are you the same way, Brian? No. I I honestly had never heard of the landing on it what? for $400 and, until I started researching. That is crazy to me. So the, we talked – or you were talking about this earlier, but – um, like these rules, and then they become there's a house rules version of this. Yeah, and to me, I never. Oh gosh, I'm gonna pay seventy five dollars for luxury tax. Um, so for me, I never, um, I never knew there was any other rules to it. I always thought that that's what it was, and it's fascinating to me that um, that at any point that there was. Sorry, we're multitasking right now, guys. I'm really terrible at this. So uh, it's fascinating to me that these house rules have been distributed across the world, the country. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. And it's just it's amazing that these things are um, have caught on. And like it's not a rule. It's not a written rule yet. Everybody I know that plays Monopoly, granted, my house was always the four hundred dollar one. But then, what was the other house rule that we talked about? Uh, the free parking. Like, the free parking. That, that's just like, oh, it's a given. It's all, I've never played in the game of Monopoly. I was, I've, had, I've, I've played in a game where you didn't put any money into it before. I've done both, both those versions. Okay. 
but that's that's a small variation um i would say so um but yeah okay so we talked about that going beyond monopoly man i'm playing a lot of rent to you Ooh, hooray yeah this would be a, a great time to not um uh call out rent uh because i am awful at paying attention to this um, but I want to know, Brian, you know, we're talking Monopoly today, but do you have a favorite board game out there? Yeah, so I was, I was thinking about this a lot. You know, I, I, I don't pay, play a lot of board games nowadays. My go-to when I was a kid was the game of life. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I liked that game, but it was fascinating to me. Yeah. And, and so that was kind of my go-to. I, did, I do like Monopoly. Uh, there are a lot of card games that I like that aren't necessarily board games. Sure. So uh, I guess I'll go with the game of life. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. I I would put that on the same level as Monopoly from a traditional standpoint. Um, were you just on Atlantic or were you on? Oh no, you were I was on B and O because I had to pay you. Remember? Yep. So Brian just landed on a waterworks. Yeah, not, first I can't utility. buy it. You can't buy it. Um, so for me, so I've actually, I, I, I'm in, you know, I'm in my late 20s now. And uh, I, you know, maybe it's uh, a handful of my group of friends. Uh, How do you anyway. keep landing on the ones that you have? Why not? I'm a good roller. But uh, I feel like there's been a resurgence of board games and and just party games. I say party games very. Sh- um, that's a oh, darn it. That's your. That's own. mine. It's the one I want none that I don't know. I feel like there's been a resurgence, so I've really enjoyed uh, discovering new games. Two, three. I own that as well. Um, and one of the new games that I you know I used to play some of my like traditional games that I really liked. Um, maybe was uh, Sorry, Parcheesi. Um, I don't know if you ever played those games growing up. I, I didn't mind life. But I would say right now my favorite board game might actually be... It's between two. And I would say it's either Settlers of Catan or it's Ticket to Ride. And both of those games are kind of, you know, four... Um, four-ish people can play four to five people can play and um and they're just a lot of fun so Parcheesi reminded me of did you ever play mousetrap yes i played mousetrap yes i don't know if i ever successfully played mousetrap like when you actually built the trap and like it you were supposed to yep do something and it was supposed to come down and uh uh-huh. I don't know that I ever was able to actually get the little trap to come like no to get down perfectly. No, I would say one out of twenty times you play the game, it actually worked. And when it worked, it was epic. It was an awesome game. It was an awesome moment. But for the most part, it never worked, and I was always frustrated because it would take forever to set that darn game up. Yeah. By the way, I got the first Monopoly. Yeah, Monopoly of the dark purple. Yeah. Have fun with that. Yeah, so uh, what is, and I actually kind of alluded to this a little bit, but what do you think is the most underrated board game, if you would pick one? I, I'm going to I'm gonna go with Sorry. Okay, yeah. I, I like Sorry, and I think it, it gets a bad rap. Um, I don't know why, but uh, that's, that's what I'm going to stick with. Yeah, so I'm actually going to stay in a similar light. 
and say uh, Parcheesi, as I alluded I to. I should have bought a hotel. Two, three, four, just five, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, what's, what's the rent there? Is it like $1? Is that what it is now? Uh, it would be... You own both properties, so I think that doubles the rent. Yeah, eight. Eight okay. whopping dollars. Oh, I got 200 though, for passing go, so thanks. Yeah, yeah, but that's cutting into your 170 that you average going around. That's true. That's true. Um, so, yeah. Was, so, was that a 10 a tip uh, for the uh, the customer service at uh, Baltic? Sure. I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I'm just throwing money around. Rent. Rent and States Ave. Uh, you owe $10. So, thanks. Oh. Okay, take that tip there back. you go. Coming back. Um, so, yeah, I think it's about time. We are, we've are we been around the board a handful of times. We are trying our best to multitask. I'm having fun with it regardless. I don't know. You, you know, it's probably not as entertaining as I feel like it is. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to see how this actually yeah. listens to. Yeah, for sure. Because, um, uh, I mean, you're, you're beating me for sure right now. You have more money. You have more property. Um, so this game cannot come to a conclusion fast enough for me. So let's let's get to the delusional thing here. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Okay, so Brian, I, I did some I did some work on this one. Okay, I did some research. Okay, I did some uh, in depth uh, knowledge cer- searching, uh, and I want to know which tycoon would you rather live life as? Okay, so your two options are Scrooge McDuck or Mr. Monopoly. And now Mr. Monopoly is also known as um, Rich Uncle Milborn Pennybags. That is his first name. I don't know if you knew that one. I didn't know that. That's a good one. So those are your two options. Now I'm going to give you some details here. Okay. Okay. So Scrooge McDuck, so Forbes um, did a fictional net worth and richest fictional characters essentially um and they've done this for like about 10 years really uh, the most recent one was in 2013 so okay. i'm pulling some okay. data so from late, from, from okay. there okay. but that's okay so scrooge mcduck uh in in 2013 was the number one richest fictional character really he has 65 billion dollars of net worth okay with a b um, so he gets that from his mining and his treasure hunting, if you ever watched uh, his show. He is 80 years old. Okay? Yeah. He is single. His hometown is from Duckburg. Well, let's assume he stays in, in this place. He's from Duckburg, USA, which I did some research on that as well. It is also uh, Northern California, which okay. is uh, assumed. Okay. Uh, Lots of income tax. Yep, yep. So... Uh, he dropped out of uh, Cluck U- University, um, so you know didn't finish his education. At least he didn't up, end up as Clucks and Fries. Yeah, well, that, that is true. Um, but uh, a couple little small notes for him: he's a skilled aviator, so he can fly his own planes. Often okay. pilots his own uh, spruce duck flying yep. boat. Yep, yep. I remember uh, that. Yep, and uh, he's look. He's always looking for lost treasures. Um, and he is known for swimming in his money. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, I remember um, that. That's good. And he's notoriously a literal and literally a Scrooge. So he's he's um not typically very happy yep. with things, but uh, you know, he's he's a penny pincher. Okay. 
Then you have Mr. Monopoly or Milburn Pennybags, our good uncle here. He is worth one point two billion, so significantly less. Yeah. In two thousand still with a B though. Still with a B. Uh, he obviously his source of income is real estate. He is seventy one years old. Okay. He's, okay. So that's nine years younger. Okay. Uh, he's married to Madge. Huh. Uh, yep. Fun fact about him. Uh, his hometown, of course, is Atlantic City, New Jersey. Uh, and he went to the University of Penn. Uh, he got his bachelor's there. And uh, a f- an interesting note about him him in general or just his investments. Uh, so I did also some additional research into the Atlantic City real estate market. And it is up about 40% in the last three years. So trending upwards um, from a... Um, market value now okay he also was ranked number six in 2006 so he has lost a considerable amount of money um wait so what was he ranked in, in, in 13 so he was ranked uh number i i believe number 12 okay uh and scrooge was number one okay and scrooge has always been a top two? five uh it, it has bounced around um the uh the guy from annie um it uh, money bags or I forget what his name is he's up there there's a there's a ton of them that have popped up uh, Richie Rich is up there there's a Ooh. lot of really good ones Can I didn't I pick think Richie it was Rich? no you can't pick Richie uh. Rich because because Richie Rich I feel like it's not fair because then you're like you know I don't know eight years old compared to an old man of, like of Mr. Teenage. Monopoly but yeah so he's he's kind of bounced around mr monopoly has bounced around he's always kind of been up there in net worth he's been as high as i think 12 to 15 billion but now uh, according to forbes he's he's about worth 1.2 um so all of that said we are out there we are thinking i want to know who are you going to live your life as um and in real life you are this person you are this thing it's uh, by the way it's oliver daddy warbucks daddy warbucks that's who it is um uh, so i think <clears throat> i connect most with scrooge mcduck okay because i would love to swim in money <laughs> we talked about swimming in m&ms and marshmallows yep last episode might as well just continue to swim and okay. swim in some money Yep. Uh, people won't necessarily like you, but most, I mean, there's nothing that you said that uh, Mr. Monopoly people liked because his chance cards and his community chess, some are good, some are bad. Sure. And sure. so at the end of the day, he is a monopolist. Mm-hmm. And so there are some negative things with how he's he's made his money. Uh, okay. in Atlantic City. And so that's why I am going to go with Scrooge McDuck. Okay, so uh, I would also... Also, I like DuckTales. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I'm glad I chose him as the counterpart because um, I didn't realize you like, you watched DuckTales. But uh, so one big thing that I don't know if you're considering is that if you are Scrooge McDuck, you are a duck. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. does that change your mind at all? No. Okay. Because DuckTales is awesome. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, but you are a duck living in a world with a lot of humans. Um, and But know, I can it, talk, right? You can talk, yes. I, 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 I imagine that life being pretty challenging. You know, you're, you've made your billions, you know, but 
you're not socially accepted uh, in a lot of ways, right? Like I think, you know, heck, I would even say, you know, your name is synonymous with negative negativity, right? Like you're a Scrooge. You, no one wants to be a Scrooge. You're going to be a loner, in my opinion. Also, the swimming in money, I don't know. That, that doesn't appeal to me that much. I think uh, it would be cool to say you did it. But can you imagine jumping in from a diving board into a bunch of gold coins? You would die. Like, I mean, he's, have you seen the cartoons though? Yeah, and you're a duck, I guess, so maybe you can swim a little bit better in the in the gold. Uh, but still, I I don't I don't see it. I, I I wouldn't. I feel like it would hurt a lot to swim through gold coins. Maybe if it was like money, like I've I you know that whole like cash that you can kind of throw in the air kind of thing you but said it was like 64 billion right 65 billion 65 billion so yeah. that would put me in the top five richest people in the world yeah well you'd be a duck but yeah i get what you're saying um <laughs> uh, so i I'm, individuals yes individuals uh so i would go with milborn here uh milburn uh penny bags our, our good uncle um and uh you're gonna spell marvin gardens wrong well you know i I at least have a college education okay (laughs) i've got uh you know statistically i've got about nine more years potentially than you than you do um although you have a lot of money you'll probably put it towards research of living forever and granted you know i'm a duck you don't you don't know what the life expectancy of a duck is (laughs) (laughs) that's a good point trying to think if i would know that um but yeah so i i i think he's still a billionaire but he's one a person he lives a slightly simpler life he's a he's a businessman right and so so is scrooge i won't take that away from him but i just feel like you know mr monopoly he gets business he gets you know the real estate industry you know he makes good investments, and I would say you were countering. You were saying that he actually may not be well loved. I would venture to say that people forget about it. They tie him to the to the almost invention of this game, this fun creator, and so people look past the fact that he's taxing them or that you know go directly to jail. Now, granted, Mister Monopoly, in my opinion, and we haven't gotten many uh, community chests. Mr. Monopoly is tied to the positivities and negativities, but he's you, right? When you're playing, you're almost Mr. Monopoly when you get those cards. Not that he he's not the policeman that's sending you to jail. He's not the guy that's collecting your taxes. But, in fact, when that happens, you are Mr. Monopoly in a lot of ways. So I feel like Mr. Monopoly is kind of like all of us, and therefore uh, he's a simpler person. You know, I won't be. Uh, I'll still be able to enjoy my life with my billion dollars, um, and I think you know. I think I'm going to stick with that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's fine. Yeah. I, I I don't agree with you. Do you think we'd be friends if uh, we, even though we disagreed no. here? Do you think Scrooge would be friends with Mister no. Mister Monopoly? No, because I got sixty four billion. You yeah. got one. Because you're a Scrooge. Yeah. That's why I would be friends with all the other billionaires, but you would be on your little island. No, because you wouldn't want to go away from Atlantic City because that's where you just go around your board. Just around. Yeah, I'm fine with that. And, and you, simple life. Yes, very simple. This life is the, in the order. 30s. This is the order you have to go in. Yep. Visit all of your properties. That, that's fine. I bring joy to people. So, you know. Until next time. 
<laughs> until next time as always uh we didn't start with it but we'll end with it don't forget to like and subscribe to us on google and uh apple podcasts uh like us on facebook at quest for 100 podcast and twitter at the quest for 100 we really appreciate you guys listening and your reviews and your love keep it coming if you have a topic let us know and we'll be happy to uh indulge ourselves with another topic until next time on the quest for 100